There's three types of people in the world when you're an entrepreneur. Uh, number one is your friends and family, which they're going to push you, but they're never going to push you, you know, to that, that high level of success because they don't want to see you fail. Uh, and so number two is everybody else. It's just, it's, it's kind of a, a non-issue. They're just people that are passing through your life. Um, and then number three, and it's a mythological creature. And when you find one, you grab it. And we call those unicorns. I love this. <laughs> um, so when you find a unicorn, unicorns flock in packs. So a unicorn's the type of person. Um, they're going to push you out of your comfort zone. They're going to challenge you on your ideas, but they're going to support you along the way as well. What are you doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main F's in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ladine, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. So I wasn't sure if I really gave this podcast guest the introduction that, you know, he deserved. And while we just got right into podcasting when he came over, um, it's really one of the only guests that I've been able to have in the studio. And today's guest, Dan Guest. Um, is going to be such a great one. So I can't wait for you to listen in on this one because this is someone that has built multiple businesses. I found out he's young, successful, and he gives back. He has such a great heart and he's on a mission. And I hope that this interview just inspires you today. Okay, so another episode today. And what's so cool about today is my guest is here with me. And you know what? outside of Eric, I've not had really anyone in my podcast studio. And so it's kind of fun just to be here and, and seeing him and be able to talk to him about things. Um, but my guest today, Dan Guest is his name. So we got to be clear on that. Um, funny enough, we met Dan through business. He was our plumber. And he stood out to me because at the time when we were building our, we, we had a second building that they were coming in and working on. There were two companies that were coming here in here at the time. And it was like a new wave of business, in my opinion, because of course I came and looked him up on social media and it's the younger entrepreneurs that are seeing the value in giving back. They're seeing the value in getting connected and they're just seeing the value in being personally developed. So I wanted to have Dan come on today. So welcome, Dan. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to be here, and especially in the finished space now that you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. This is the space that you came in. I know you're going to come back, and eventually we'll get our septic here, and <laughs> I'll really be able to actually use the bathroom here. But um, it, it was it was great to you know see you guys you know just operate, and I've learned a lot about business over the last few years, and. You know, my audience, I thought, what can I do to bring on people that, you know, success leaves clues. And so I want to bring on successful people that people can hear the ins and outs of what you're doing, because it is the little, it's the little things that really matter the most, right? Every day. So I want to go back because, you know, 
you're a young guy. I, and, and, you know, I obviously made stereotypes and I'm always going to be my real self here. Like I always picture like plumber, you know, it's like the guy with like the pants, you know, you see the plumber crack and you like show up with like a, like a fleet of trucks. And I mean, it was just, it was a different experience for, for both of us. You know, you were extremely professional and I could tell like you had a business sense. So Talk me through how you even got into this. It's a long story, but it's a, <laughs> that's okay. We, have, we, we got time. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I, I started gas plumbing and heating about um, five. Uh, we're in our sixth year now, so five years ago. Um, and yeah, just I, I knew when I was younger that I wanted to. I didn't know what I wanted to do, whether it was own a business. I, to be honest with you, in my early years in plumbing, I, I actually thought against owning a business because I saw. My first bosses and, you know, they were always first one in, last one out, working on the weekends, always attached to the phone. Um, and I was like, I don't want that. And I really liked real estate. So I said, well, I know plumbers make great money, so I can do my plumbing and then I can do my, some work on the side and then I can do the real estate thing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, and then I had a little bit of an opportunity and, and a big push to get into my own business. And then I never looked back. So um, I did a, did a building downtown Hamilton, which was kind of like get my feet off the ground. And I was like, you know, I don't know what I want to do when I was younger, but it was, I want to be important. Mm -hmm. I want to go to meetings. And I always wanted to dress well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want so, to be important in meetings. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to have value. I wanted to add value. So that's what I manifested as a kid. And it turned into getting this opportunity to, to start a plumbing company. And then it really developed from there. So now um, we're 28 staff, um, a beautiful office up in Ancaster. Beautiful. You know, big big um big part of the community and and you know one of the things is like making an impact where you live you know and that is the key and that was a big reason why i mean when i came on your podcast i was so excited because i do see you as a person like that and when i reached out when we dm'd each other i said i i want to get connected to you because one being an american and not living and growing up in canada i don't have the roots here but i want to have the roots because i know the value in just making your community your own and I knew that you had done a few things through your business, like when you first started operating and, and getting connected. And, and I just saw the value. I mean, I just love that you saw the value in that. And then, of course, when I showed up for recording that day, here you have this huge food drive going on. And, and I loved it because I work in a service industry where I'm giving in my actual business. And so people sometimes they, they'll go, well, my job doesn't have the give back. And you prove that you leverage your business for that give back. So tell me where that passion comes from, because I mean, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't, you don't, where yeah, do you? Like, I think it's, it's just when you realize how important the community is to you and how important your clients are to, to become busy and grow and give people opportunity because as, as a business owner and a leader, you're constantly like, I mean, you don't want people to leave, but if you don't give them opportunity to grow, then you're, you're forcing them to leave. So it's the same with the community. Like if, if people don't call us and don't trust us and don't give us, you know, access into their home or into their business or an opportunity, how, you know, it's, it's the least we can do is give back to people that, that need it and need that support. And I think, you know, sometimes you can get bogged down with not having time, but we talk about, you know, how do you create time, which is creating efficiency. So like that's one of the things we constantly are doing. So giving opportunity, but also creating efficiencies, which allows us to give back, you know, the, the challenging thing in business is like, you know, everybody asks, you know, we're always asked for monetary. So we're always asking for people are asking for money. That always rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because perception is a big thing. So right. 
you know, everyone perceives you own a business, you have a couple of trucks, you must be just killing it, you must be just rolling right. in money. So give us some. And give us give us to this organization, give us to that organization. And I was always like, you know, if, if anybody's run a business as you have, you're not you, you have to perceive yourself as always doing well. Um the the real of it is cash flow is, is always challenging at the beginning of a business. Totally. Um but you have to give that image that everything's going well, everything's great. You know, the, the trucks are clean, everyone, everyone's doing a good job. But um, having that extra cash put aside to work on the community and, and give back. So one of the things, it, it's hard. So one of the things that we did was like, as soon as we can give an opportunity to give back, that's the first thing I want to do. And every little bit counts, whether it's going in on a Saturday to Goodwill. Um, <laughs> we've done so many different little initiatives, whether it's, you know, an evening, an hour, um, food drive, like whatever that may be. And, you know, the time is so important to people. Right? It is. And giving that time and giving back to that community that, like, like I said, if they don't call you, you don't have a business. Right. And call it, you know, you could call it karma, call it doing the right thing. Like I'm a big believer in that it's going to come back to you. Right. And so if you have the right heart, I think that's where I get excited when I see the give back. Cause I'm always like, I just know that it doesn't even matter what that person does with it. And I think that's important too, because when you're doing food drives or things like that, like who you're giving to, it's irrelevant. I yeah. think when, you know, like I grew up where, you know, my parents would kind of, they'd see a homeless person and be like, Oh, don't, you know, do anything. And I'm the opposite, right? Like my kids now know Eric and I have usually in our glove box, we'll have like some cash. And when we see them, we give it. And it's irrelevant of like what they're doing. I don't care if they have a bottle in their hand. It's that I'm what it's representing to my community that I have more that's coming on the way. And like you giving is showing success in your head that you're like, I know that my business is just going to keep coming and I'm going to be able to make more and do more of this. So I really, I just love that. And I think that more people could stand to use that, like the old school business way, the old bossing way of doing things just doesn't cut it. What do you do for your team? Because that's a big team. I mean, I know because we had at one point a team of nine and we sucked. I mean, Eric and I had a, a, we just did a podcast about this. Like Eric has taken ownership of like, he was really good at a hobby. We didn't own a business. When we realized it was a business and we had a team, like you have to be building up your team. You have to be like, making the vision clear to them. So what do you do on a weekly basis? Yeah, culture. Um, <laughs> culture is huge. Culture is is, uh, is massive. And especially in an industry, um, I mean, I, I hate saying in an industry because everybody thinks they're in their own head. Right. If you're an accountant, you think, oh, well, we're always dealing with introverts. That's so hard. If you're a, a contractor, oh, I'm always dealing with people you know, rough around the world. You know, F that. And, right. You know, everyone's got their own thing that, um, can can be limiting, and for us, it's culture and, and understanding that communication is so key to any successful business and any successful culture. Um, you know, all the the office is so disconnected from the field, and this is why. So one of the things we've done lately is just create that culture. And you think you you know you don't know? Let's let's have you find out. So we actually do. We did one yesterday where one of our, uh, our junior apprentices that's getting you know a little bit more advanced in his career. It came up to the office and, you know, day in the life of a project manager. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and it was amazing. You know, he thanked us at the end of the day and it was, I think it was a great experience for him. And it also fulfilled me in a way because we finally had the opportunity for that. So, um, you know, the big thing is, you know, what if you train them and they leave? And it's like, what if you don't and they stay? Right. Um, and, and when you're talking about team and leadership, that's, 
it's a huge thing and you can't get discouraged by the norm of business owners that go, you know, oh, just wait, they're going to screw you over. They're going to stab you in the back. Like you can't always be fearful of that. Right. And it's going to happen. Yes. I and think you have to be aware of it, right? Yeah. Be aware of it. And, and you know, you just got to look at the good in people and just say, you know what, is there something I did to push them to do that? Right. Or, you know, no one wants to screw people over. You know, most people are, are kind hearted and giving opportunities to people is, is very, very rewarding. And whether that's for a month or 10 years or right. a full career, I think it's just a blessing. Right. Right. So when you got into this, so did you go into like business school? Like, did you, I mean, or this was something that you, and I'm asking you this because I'm like, okay, if someone is really thinking about like pivoting right now or that they're like, I want to be my own boss. Like I'm not wanting to do what I've been doing because I mean, we know there's a lot of, we have access now to a lot of different people to help cultivate, you know, Mm -hmm. certain things in business. I mean, we talked about it last time, like continued education and, you know, getting involved, but back to the question. (laughs) Can you answer that? Yeah, like oh, it's, it's it's kind of an end around question. Like we we want to talk about there's so many different kind of aspects in terms of if you wanted to start your own business, how do you start it? One of the things that really helped me was get multiple opinions. Okay, and then be aware of who it's coming from and what their experiences are. Right, um, because it it'll change, and you talk to enough people, and and you get those different ideas and those different processes, and you go, wow, like. I can run a successful business and not be working to 10 o'clock. Right. That's not what I have to do. That's just the experience that I've been open, open my eyes to. And that's why a lot of people, you know, limit their capabilities based on their parents. Right. Um, and it's, it's nothing to get people's parents, but it's, it's intuitive. Right. And that's their experiences, right? That's all their limited experiences. So, so when you went into business, um, you know, obviously needing to kind of, you know, put out those other voices because there are going to be a lot of people throughout, you know, the journey, right? Because being an entrepreneur is like a completely different thing. You're never away from, you know, you're always married to your business. And there's a lot of, you know, benefits, obviously. Like I I try to remember all those things because yes, owning it can be, you know, some stress, but, um, you know, I think it's important for people to see like, you've got to, you know, like first get some clarity around it. But then also look for the success around you. Like I always say, like most of us have just limiting beliefs. And so it's like the limiting belief of I have to work all the time. So find the person. So did you try to find other people like in this industry or like parallel industries? Like, did you know, is there like a plumber crew or, <laughs> you know, club? I, I have a theory that, I, that I'm kind of down on. Okay. Uh, okay. There's, there's three types of people in the world in an entrepreneur. Uh, number one is your friends and family, which they're going to push you, but they're never going to push you, you know, to that a high level of success because they don't want to see you fail. They want to see you do well, but they're not going to push you to your, to your limits, right? Yes. Uh, and so number two is everybody else. You just, it's, it's kind of a, a non-issue. They're just people that are passing through your life and they're around. It's nothing negative, nothing too positive. Right. Um, and then number three, and it's a mythological creature. And when you find one, you grab it and we call those unicorns. I love this. <laughs> um, so when you find a unicorn, unicorns flock and pack. So the unicorn's the type of person, um, they're going to push you out of your comfort zone. They're going to challenge you on your ideas, but they're going to support you along the way as well. So I had a unicorn um, in my life that came in. And, and like I said, they're flocking packs. So yes. you, you continuously find them and you pick up and all of a sudden you got this herd of people that are going to challenge you and are going to push you to that level. Um, you know, identifying that is so, so massive in your life. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do it at, at the age and, and the position I was in. Um, 
but also like they don't have to directly be in your life. Yep. Um, that can be a podcast, that can be a YouTube channel, that can be on TV, whatever. Totally. I love that this didn't come down to like a skill set that you were like, you know, someone's waiting for like, go take this course and this is what you're going to be a business. Because when I had Ed Milet on the conversation that we had, he said the number one thing was your associations, that that molds you more than anything, that more than a, a course that you're going to take, that if you can surround yourself with other people that, you know, your unicorn, we all need, you know, I've got several of those unicorns that have been on this show. You need those in your life. And Sometimes it means going through a breakup. So I know you're, a lot of your friends and you have an awesome core. I mean, I know Nate, like he, he's, you know, I mean, like you've got some good disciplined guys. Um, what have you had to do over the last five years and any, have you had to have any of those friendships like where you've had to put some boundaries around it, like things that haven't served you because, uh, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think from a whole uh, standpoint, um, but I think when you look at like, Cutting people out of your life, stuff like that. I think cutting people out is a rough term, but it's Agreed. also a term used by um, by big world leaders to kind of approach it from people at a, at a vast. Yes. Right? Whereas if you're an entrepreneur and you're taking that in and you're taking that information, you're like, I don't want to cut anybody out of my life. Exactly. Right? Or I don't want to push them on either. But understanding the limitations of a relationship and usefulness of, of where they are. You know, I have some friends that I grew up with. I'm not cutting them out of my life for anybody. Exactly. Um, yeah, they don't own businesses, but that doesn't mean they're not great people and they right. have more values. And you know, you see their kids grow up. I can't wait for that. Right. Um, but it's definitely new people coming in and do our do our moral values align. You know, we talked about just before the show, like you know, making sure that you know it's not that you're always taking, but they're not going to hold you back. And yes. one of the things is, I love energy, and I'm a big energy guy. And one of the things you, you you build confidence up in terms of I don't want to limit my energy based on someone maybe being uncomfortable around it. Yep. Yep. You want to be your real self. Yeah. Right. And, and if I, I want to be goofy and, and do some karaoke, like I want to feel like I can do that. <laughs> I see you that first thing in the morning. And, I, and I'm the same way. Like I'm jacked up in the morning. I'm, too. I'm jacked up. Get like. You know, my, my office knows when I come down, I call the gauntlet. When you're coming down my hallway, like, watch out because I'm awake and I'm ready. Yeah. And uh, I'm not coming down to your level because you're having a bad day. I'm supportive and I'm empathetic, but come on up. Yes. Come on up. I like it's that. Great up here. I like that. Right? I like that. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very much in the morning. Sometimes we were having a morning meeting this morning and I do realize when I'm like too much because I'll be like, babe, I'm so sorry. My energy, like I'm just, I love it. I love mornings. I love, it's like a new renewal, you know, yeah. but, but a lot of people don't realize that you create that. Like it's a choice to be that way. You could totally be down in the dumps. And I think that's what sometimes frustrates me with, you know, people that will reach out to me, but I'm not like you. I'm like, if you only knew what, like, I really want to be doing some days, like, I don't want to always yeah. be that way. For, I mean, for all the listeners, there's no such thing as a morning person in in anybody's DNA. Right. That, that is that is earned. That is learned. Yeah, uh, exactly. I want to sleep. In. I mean, everyone loves sleep, right? Yeah. Everybody. So the 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 that reality is is something you know. It's obviously really challenging at the beginning to become this morning person, but you'll get the um, you'll get the dopamine hit when you're leaving that gym at six thirty or seven thirty or whenever you get up or whatever your routine is, whether it's meditation or yoga in your gym. That dopamine hit when you're leaving and you've been up for three hours before anybody else has been up, that that's unnatural. Totally. And when this goes right into the next topic, which is routines and habits. And because here's the thing, like 
my audience, I really hope you're trying to be the top like 5% because I'm not wanting the average person that's following me because I'm not doing average things in my life. I know you're not either. And there's a lot of average business owners out there that are just showing up, you know, and just kind of skating by. I mean, you, you know, they're not looking at the aspect of like either I'm growing or dying, you know, they're not seeing all that. And I know that you are looking at that. So I already know that your routine and habits are going to be superior to others. I mean, it's just the separator. So talk to me about how, I mean, what does that look like for you? Like in the morning, talk me through your day. Yeah. Like I've, um, I had a good friend of mine that I used to, especially being a new entrepreneur and a new business owner, you're, um, you're limited to what your beliefs of yourself are. Mm-hmm. So I remember I had to be the face of the business. So I had to, I had to be up before the guys and I had to showcase them. So they used to come like, you know, we live in an office now, but they used to come to my home. Right. So I had to be up, ready to go at six, ready for them, waiting, give them their day, get them in the vans. And then I had to go back inside and make my breakfast because they didn't know that I wasn't, I hadn't eaten. I just got up and got ready. Right. And then, uh, and then I had, you know, seven 30, I had my office and then coming to my house in my, you know, second bedroom this was my office. So. And then I would go to the gym around like 10 or something like that because I wasn't ever active in the gym. I always went to the gym, but it was like, you know, once your day started, you got guys calling you, yes. you're putting yourself last. Yep. You know, and it takes time to get onto that routine. But then once you kind of overcome that, now it's, I'm up at five, quarter to five, um, get to the gym for quarter to six. Um, do, I always do cardio first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always the best you know, to, to lift weight. I'm not in a, in a big weightlifting uh, mode right now, but for me, I listen to a podcast for about 20 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes. So yeah. that's, that's my me time. That's yes. my podcast, cardio, sweat, all the bad negative energy, she's gone. Totally. Um, so you can't wake up like that. So, and, and it's funny because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time now and almost every day I talk myself on a deal with that guy. Probably two times. Right, on right. The, on the way there, I'm like, ah, you know what? I did it yesterday. I've been doing it for four days in a row. I can take a day off. And then I go, ah, you know what? I'll just I'll just walk on an incline. And then I get there. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I get after it. And I'm like, and, you know, by the end of it, I'm I'm, uh, I'm yelling and screaming on the treadmill. So I'm jacked up. And you see over the, and if you wouldn't have gotten, that's the thing. People would just learn to take the action. We all have that hesitation. But the separator is you took the step. Like you actually go and do it. I'm the same way. I mean, people always think like we want to do it. I mean, sometimes I have to put my workout clothes out there because I'm like, (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Otherwise, you know, we all have to have our things. So after you work out, you go back home. No. So I I do um, actually in the last six months, um, I I go to the gym and then at the end of my workout, I actually spend 10 minutes. I do a guided meditation. Nice. Yeah. So uh, one of the things is, you know, being a, tradesmen and being you know, Mr. Mr. Muscles and Mr. Superstar. Um, I was always kind of like embarrassed of trying new things mm-hmm. um, for judgment. And yeah, about six months ago, I started meditating. Um, you know, you hear these high level people that meditate and read. And I, obviously I don't read good, but I'm actually reading my first book. Right so, I love it. I yeah. Love it. So, so kind of getting out of my comfort zone, but it's been one of hands down one of the best things besides just the whole routine. By far one of the best things I've ever done. I would highly recommend it to anybody. You know, throw your ego at the door, sit down, listen to it, try to work on your breathing. Just start slow, start with a couple minutes, do it guided. Guided's a great way of doing it. Totally. Whether you're like a woman talking or a male talking. Um, I just I swear by it. And uh yeah, it's fantastic. And then I shower, I go, <laughs> I go to the office and try to control myself because I'm 
music so hopped up. Exactly. I'm like, you know, it's 7.30 in the morning. And they're and like, like, yeah, all right, Dan, relax. Right. Uh, but yeah, and then I do, um, I just, again, over the last year and a half, um, I started with actually doing The Powerless from Andy Casella. Yes. Um, which was which was awesome. And it got me into my next routine, which is I go to the office. I say hi to everybody. Uh, and then I go in my office. I shut my door. And I don't turn my computer on. Make a cup of coffee. Turn on some music. And then I write my affirmations for the day. So I, I, do, um, I do this book. It's called the Get Shit Done. Yes, and, you gave me a coffee. Yeah. And uh, and I love it because it, the first thing it asks you is, what will you tell yourself when you feel like giving up? Um, so every day I write down in my best, highest state. Right. What exactly. I would tell myself in my lowest. Exactly. I, well, one, I love it. And 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 two, we were actually really aligned where we do the same things. And and it would have been okay if you would have done work first. And I, I wanted you to share that because personal development is a gray area, meaning that there's no right or wrong way. It's about what's serving you. Um, I have an old coach actually that, you know, he really preaches that your first hour needs to be work, like move the needle work. I personally do better that I'm like you, where if I'm taking care of me, I show up better for me at work. If I was to do the hour first, it's not like, whereas I'm, I'm like you where you know, I'm going to, I do meditation. I do visualization. I have affirmations and, you know, I go, I don't allow myself to go to email before I first put into the world. Like I even have a rule that I've got to do two things to serve before I, you know, I got to deposit before I'm taking away. But I love that you do the self care because so many people feel like they don't have, I mean, especially meditation. I know people right now are going to be like, I don't have time to do it. I always say you you don't have, you can't afford not to because the clarity and things that you get around it, I mean, you're going to probably, you're probably showing up calmer in certain situations now with the meditation, oh right? Oh my gosh. Like, so, so it's funny that you say that I don't have time. So uh, the guy that I go work out with every morning was actually, his uh, kids went back to school after, during COVID. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to have to skip on a little bit early. I said, we're not rushing the most important part of our workout, which is our meditation. Right, I love it. I was like, I was like, Absolutely not. I was like, we're coming earlier. So we started coming instead of at six, we're there at quarter, quarter six. I love it. And it's like, it's so nice because we're not rushing through a meditation. We're not, let's do the five minute one instead of the 10 minute one. It's the most important part of the day. Exactly. And we both, you know, once in a while, we both miss a, miss a morning. And we, like, it's, we're upset that we don't see each other. But it's more that I, I feel bad that he doesn't get this opportunity. Well, because it is, you know, and I was saying this to Eric because we had a day where, you know, we slept in and it was like planned, but I had to come over to the, and then we had church. And so I actually didn't get to come do my morning routine until after church. Like he goes, where are you going? I go, I'm going to the office. He's like, bye. I go, I got to do my goals. I mean, I write out my goals every day. Yeah. I do my, you know, everything. And so he's like, I go, it's, it's, it's my anchor. It's, it's, it's like my drug. It's like, I got to do the visualization. I don't need an antidepressant. I need meditation and visualization, right? I want to write it down. Relax. So I know health and, you know, I mean, training, all of that is an important part of your life. I mean, and I, I, I've always seen that. How do you think it affects, like, why do people need to work on that for, for business? How does you cultivating that in the gym? Cause I mean, I'm a health coach, so of course I'm slanted and I'm biased. And I always think that everyone should, you know, because it's a reflection, but for someone like you, when you're dialing that in, are you better at business? Are there things you've noticed the correlation with like self-care? Uh, I don't know how to say more than a hundred percent. It's like <laughs> a thousand percent. I'm uh and I see it in, and I see it so much in others. And now that I'm at a higher level of business and I'm at a higher level of a network, um, not net worth, network. And the, 
the people that you're around, like you see these high level people and they're poor at managing challenges. Totally. They're, I'm not saying that they're not much bigger than mine, but it, it's, you know, it's all scalable and it's all, it's just another opportunity to succeed. And it is. for me, it's a lot of things are, are we, we say the word driven. So, um, you know, is it a stress or is it a challenge? We don't, I don't use the word stress in my life anymore. I stopped, I stopped saying it completely. And I actually, I'm sure I get annoying to some people because I correct them. And I say, no, it's not stressful. It's a challenge. I actually like that. Yeah. And, um, I really, that really hit home because everything in business can become a stress. Everything in life can become a stress and people revert back to that word and we go back to stuff talking about, I don't have time. Well, I'm, I'm too busy. It's like, I don't make that a priority. Change that word every day. Right. I'm not making myself a priority. What? Exactly. Right. And it's like, okay, like, let's really talk about what's important to you. And sometimes I even catch myself and I sound a little silly. Um, relaxed. I'm like, it could be stressful. No. And I stop myself. Like, no, this is what I'm, this is my, like, this is what's important to me. This is yep. my core. I'm not going to give in to someone else's, like, you know, negative conversations or something like that. And it, it doesn't mean that things aren't very, very challenging. But they need to have perspective on it. Yeah. And you can overcome challenges, right? Yep. And then it's an, it's every problem, an opportunity to succeed. And totally. we say it bubbly because that's what it is. I love it. I love it. Well, I love that you, I mean, there's so much that, you know, you stand for. I mean, and I knew that with you doing the powerless and for those of you that don't know, so Andy Frazella, you know, we worked with him a couple of years ago and then we've done the 75 hard. The powerless is very, it's parallel to the daily agreement cards that I do, which is it's all about alignment with your day. You've got your five big things and you know what, all costs you're doing it, you know, and, and I love that because if there's something Andy really teaches, it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. I mean, if you're, if you're cheating at the gym, if you're cheating on your reps, guys, it's showing up in your business. I don't care what you say, right? I mean, would you not agree? Totally. It's very much aligning. Like we, you know, business is nothing but opportunities to succeed. It's, it's staff aren't coming in. It's the schedules are hard to do. It's you can't get clients. You've got to be creative. Like that, you know, that, that time in the gym where you're, I don't know about anybody else, but like when I'm covered in sweat and I'm trying to push another rep, I am not worried about sale right no 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 and you need that clarity and a lot of people like i mean myself included have turned to like you know alcohol and drugs and, and you like to, to forget about it and it's like well i can do that or i can work on my body i know and it's so crazy how we i mean this is this goes right into the next segue is you know because i've seen this it's a dichotomy of like you know i mean we on one hand you've got this great thing and we know it feels so good to go do and like eat good and yet i mean i know you've struggled as you know as a kid you struggled with weight i did like i'm i am i mean even though now i'm the lean person i'm seriously like the fat kid inside and in oh. that i love like all the crappy foods and so it is like you have you have to change those things about yourself right yeah, and cultivate a new discipline i guess like a, and, and that's what i tell people is you have to see the gym as it's actually a personal development opportunity every day that it's you against you because it's hard. It's, I mean, you're pushing resistance. It's like the perfect, and it's not even an analogy. It's legit like yeah. push against yourself, right? It's exactly what you're doing. And you, you know, you're talking about, you know, you listen to the podcast and one more rep, you know, and my let's say, oh, damn it, Ed. I listened to that today and now I got to do another 10 minutes on the trail and now I got to do one more. But it's like, thank you, Ed. 
exactly. And that, and you know what, where it, where it crosses over is it's not about the one more rep because you don't need to do it for pec development. It's the one more rep that boosts the confidence so that when you're going for the big job or you're shooting for the next goal, you know, you'll get it because you don't cut corners. Mm -hmm. Like I have that same, his podcast, like my kids know it's like our model here that in fact, all of my courses, people should know, like instead of doing like a two week challenge, I do 15 days because it's like, you're doing one more day. Like everything, like when we did 75, we did 76 because you know what, like you got to do the one extra, but that's the separator, right? Mm -hmm. It is, it's the person that, you know, David Goggins got back. I mean, I have his video. I listen to certain things every morning that help anchor like you said, like getting into that state. And so I have a couple clips from his book that I listened to. And one of them is that he goes to the gym, has this workout and he didn't do all the reps and he forced himself to walk back to the gym. And not only did he do the reps, he did the whole workout again, Mm -hmm. but he said that things like that become like levels in your identity that finally shift you up. Like it's the test days that become your best days and your test days are the ones that actually develop you. People that don't ever want to have them, you're, you're missing out on life. Like you got to fail, which that leads me to my next one. Tell me like one of the biggest, you know, failures that you can look back on now and you're like, oh my gosh, I mean, either you can laugh about it or maybe you learn something from it, like in business that you're like, I'm so glad I had that happen. Yeah. Um, one of the things was, uh, we, we had a job and there was a, there was an issue in the job and I just, I didn't give it enough energy and I just said, no, there's no way that's us. Um, and it was such an eye opener because it was us. It was our fault. We didn't connect the event. There were a couple underlying things that could have been done to avoid it from somebody else, but nonetheless, you got to take full responsibility when it's doing Right. So it's completely changed my approach to people, you know, saying, Hey, you, you messed this up. So now, and it was a great, it was so important of a learning opportunity to cost me a lot of money. But that being said, now it's accept, um, accept fault and prove innocence. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're in the, we're in the plumbing business. So, you know, any water leak is ours. <laughs> so especially when, when someone's upset or someone's on the phone or someone's got a problem, be that solution for them. And if it, if it ends up being that they put a screw through a pipe or, you know, they hit something or it's not, you know, plumbing, it's a sprinkler or something else. Or it's, you know, foundation leak or, or just someone broke something. Just accept the fault. They're upset. They're calling you. They have a problem. Right. You need the solution for them. And then right. put your innocence and showcase it. Right. And that approach works like a charm if any business owner wants to take it. Um, first of all, if you made the mistake, you got to own it anyway. Right. So own it up front and, you know, be solution based. Don't be, you know, argumentative and, no, 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 there's no way that's us. All oh, my guys wouldn't do that. Okay. Let's. I'll make sure that didn't happen or whatever. Take take responsibility and then prove your innocence. And like at the end of it, it's like they feel up, they're frustrated that they got upset at you because it wasn't your fault. Exactly. And if you truly deep down know it wasn't you, then just prove that it wasn't. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So you really learn. I mean, and that's that's the beauty in failing, right? I mean, in in all areas that if we don't embrace the failing, you actually don't learn. Like I always say, you know, I used to be a perfectionist and until I finally was allowing myself one, I would reach for bigger goals because I was willing to have the failure. But also it's because to strategize, because if you wouldn't have had that happen, you could have had, I mean, if one, some people just don't even get awareness of it and then they just keep failing. But it's like, I actually love, I, I tell clients, I'm like, I'm waiting for the next fail. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, because 
I already know what's going to happen. And so I want to, I, I love it because we will then strategize for all the future wins. Whereas if you don't strategize and you just keep saying it, it's like the people say, Oh, it's just a stressful week. I'm like, no, no, we need strategy, right? Yeah. We got to put something around it because otherwise, you know, we don't ever learn. So that's a huge one that I'm sure financially ends up saving you a ton over oh time. Oh gosh, processes and procedures. And if you're just sitting there waiting for it to happen, then that's your fault, right? Like if you're not learning and adapting, especially in business life, one thing, business different, right? Now it's monetary. So if you're waiting for it to happen again, that's your fault, right? That's, right. As a business owner, like we, we got to learn, we got to adapt, and we got to improve. And it's constant. Like, you know, if someone says, oh, I, I don't need to learn anything, like, you know, that's just me identifying as someone I don't want to be around. Right. Um, and we say a lot of things with, with, again, going back to the words, I'm not busy, I'm productive. How was your day? Productive. Right? Love because it. there's a big difference in that. I'm and taking that. Yeah. How was your day? Productive as hell. You know what I got done? I yeah. I ass today. And especially because what you focus on expands. And so that's what people are missing when they keep saying they don't have time. I actually have an episode that will come out before this one that it was all about time because it is like a pet peeve of mine because I've got five children and I run a company and I'm, you know, I've been on key, I've done it all. Right. So when someone says that to me, I'm like, you actually do have time. You, I know that you've been on social media. Let me go see your phone and see what you're like. Give me what's first, your what's time? your screen time yeah. like, right? And if it's over even 30 minutes, over 30 minutes, I'm going to say to you, you, you do have the time. It's just not a priority to you. And I would much rather you just own that. Like, just say, like, I don't have, I, you know what? It doesn't matter to me that much. Like, at least that will get you somewhere totally. versus the, you know, so words do matter. And I love that, that you do that. I mean, I'm going to change my, I'm not going to say stressed anymore. And I'm definitely going to say productive because I do say I'm busy because, and I, and I haven't seen it in a negative way, but since I know my words matter, I like productivity better. And I'm going to choose that word now from yeah. now on. You and know? sometimes it sounds silly and that's okay, but it's, it's a thought, it's a, it's the thought process that you're thinking about. Totally. Well, and people should know by now, man, we are, uh, anyone that's in personal development, we are woo-woo silly. I mean, I stand in front of my mirror and I tell myself, you are awesome. Yeah. You are badass. Like, and I, I mean, I, I remember Andy telling us that, like, like he's, you know, he'll stand there and point his finger and look it in the eye. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff we want to hear because nobody talks about that. But, you know, that's part of like the, the, that's what really does change it for us because, you know, 91% of our thoughts are the same every day. So you only have this little window of opportunity of change. So if you've been someone that's constantly saying, I don't have time, or I can't start the business, or I can't do that. I mean, one, you got to change your words and your thinking, yeah. but, and it's gotta be with a lot of intention. I mean, I don't think that, you know, you're, you're not here by accident. You know, you're not successful by accident. It's obvious through your routines, through your habits, through you being open to learning. Cause I think that's an important thing too. When I talked with you that day, it was like you, you're trying to soak it all up. And then last but not least is your relationship equity. I think that that is a very big gift of yours, Dan, is that, you've made really good relationships in, in, in the town and it's genuine. And it's been because you're playing a long game of wanting to be around to give back. It's not, and, and, and what's get, the byproduct is going to be that people will choose you because I don't know about other people, but I choose now on core values. I choose a business on what they represent. Like, and if I like them, like, I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's not even, it's not the bottom dollar anymore for a lot of people. It's, it's about what they represent 
And, um, and you, you know, you do represent a lot of that. So I really appreciate you coming oh, on today. You. And yeah. I didn't want to put you on the spot there. No, but, this, this is really kind words to say. Um, you know, last but not least, there was something that recently you went, you, you posted on social media and I really appreciate it because, you know, drinking and alcohol and, you know, all of that as adults, like, I think it's a slippery slope, right? And you and I talked a little bit about it. And then I saw that you said, you know, I, I you did a season of like sobriety, you know, Talk me through why you decided to do that, because I do think, you know, I've had a lot of people that reach out over time and that's, that's like an escape for a lot of people. And I think cause it's glamorized too. And like you watch every show and it's like, I think it's like you, if you're not drinking wine, something's wrong with you. Right. And so it's become like a norm that we don't even realize like, oh, you're not drinking. Like someone thinks something's wrong with you if yeah. you're not drinking. Right. And I bet you experienced that. So you did a little like stint of sobriety, like you went through a, a stint of sobriety, right? Talk yeah. me through it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually back on it again, um, which is great. So it's, it's, uh, I did 40 days sober, which for me was, um, was a good like self challenge. Um, yeah. And I think for people, there's like, you know, if you're not going to drink, but you also don't go to the gym, it's, I think it's very, it very much correlates together. Um, if you're an early morning person, you're a high achiever, and then you cut out drinking, it's like, oh my gosh, this is wild. So for me, it was the first time since I was you know, 18, 19, that I'd done a full month, like, you know, wow. no drugs, no drinking, nothing, right? And um, one of the things is like, what are you doing things for? So again, putting yourself, are you putting yourself first or are you drinking for others? And I think a lot of people challenges, oh, it's an escape. And it's like, well, for me, it wasn't that much of an escape. It was fun. Yes. I'm the, I'm the center of attention. I love it. I'm, I'm the energy. Uh, I'm also the life of the party. And for a lot of people, it was like, hey, you're free tonight. I'm drinking. And then I would I'd say yes to so many different people. And then the business owner, you get caught up in this world of, well, I got to drink for business. And that becomes an excuse a little bit. It's also fun. Right. But, um, but then it's like, okay, what is the, what's tomorrow look like based on my decisions today? And am I doing this with intention? So I have a, a good friend of mine who goes, you know, are you intentionally doing this? And I, that really hit home. Um, and for me, like, you know, you get, when you don't experience being sober for a longer period of time than a week or two weeks, you don't see that compounding. Result. Yes. And it's like, I'm all for having drugs. I'm all for right. having a good time. And like, you know, I'm also an extremist. So it's like, if I'm going, I'm not going and having a beer. I'm right. going out with the guys and we're going out with fam- friends and family, whatever we're doing and, uh, and taking it to that extreme, but do it with intention. Right. Plan it. I like that. And you proved that you didn't need to have it. And I'm, I'm big on that because with food, I mean, I, I went through a stint of fasting just to prove that I didn't need to have food. And it's yeah. a great way to squash limiting beliefs of like, I don't need to have the drinks to have fun. I don't, you know, I, I'm a big believer in doing hard seasons of the change because then that's the only time you do see the big clarity. It's like, it's like the person that's never ate healthy and then they, they've like hired us and they like starting healthy and then they go like on vacation, right? And they come back and they're like, I feel like such garbage. I'm like, yeah, because now you've had high, you know, octane fuel. Yeah. And now you're going back to the low. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I I like that. And I think that, you know, I mean, I just love that you just shared it because I think it's important for us to, to learn to have seasons of discipline and saying like, I don't need to have this in my life to experience. Like you said, I mean, if you're chasing your mornings, we're the same way. Like I love Mexico and Mexico, our thing is I have like a little routine and, you know, we always used to do like this certain routine. Well, then as we started to chase our mornings, that was hurting like 
that it was hurting the mornings. And so that was even causing us to like fight on vacation because I realized that what I really, truly wanted at the end of the day was a solid morning. But I was clearly not being clear in my thinking. And so we would, it was like Groundhog Day, like the first vacation, like I drink too late into the evening. And if I'm a little tipsy at dinner, I'm drinking at dinner. And then if I'm drinking at dinner, I'm ordering late night food because I'm not caring at that point. And then I'm definitely not getting up for my gym in the morning. And it was like the cycle. When I finally sat down and I was like, it's like you said, what do you want? Like, what do you really want? Like, what I want is a solid morning. Okay, well, Amy, you can day drink. So for Mexico, we started a whole new routine where, I mean, I might be starting at 11 a.m. I don't care, but I I have a hard cutoff. Funny that you said that. I mean, and I strategize. Right. Like we, um, on my 40 day mark, did a celebration because there was a bunch of guys that ended up doing uh, Sober September with me, which I thought was fantastic. And we had a couple of guys coming a little bit late and it was just, it 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 was great. And I, I push anybody that's going through something to share, share your experience, share your support. People reach out. I had so many private DMs from people saying, I'm two years sober. I'm four days sober. I'm a month sober. Thank you for sharing. It makes it feel real. Um, keep going. You're doing great. Like just un, un, undying support from it. And right. also what it does is it when I was out, because normally I'm the, I call myself a social butterfly, um, people knew and they wouldn't pressured on it, right? And I wouldn't have to go through that heartache and explain, oh, I'm sober right now. And they're like, oh, why you got to do that? They just, they've seen it on social media because oh, everybody's on it. And it was such yeah. a relief and it was, it made everything so much easier. They're like, yes. oh, you're sober that month. I'm not going to call you at nine o'clock on a Friday night. We, they know you're sleeping. Yes. Listen to what he's saying because I've, I've talked about this on other podcasts, like when we do our DAC boot camp or when I did 75 hard or when my kids are doing five for 50. We have like a family meeting and everyone in my life is very aware of what I'm doing. I mean, when we did 75 hard, I'm like, listen, y'all, this is what I'm doing because you're setting yourself up for success because your environment's stronger than your willpower. And if everyone around you knows, and then they're going to be supportive of it, because hopefully you've got friends, guys, that are like in your circle oh that are gosh. cheering you on. But you're right. I always say to like female clients of mine, like, please tell the people around you what you're doing so that they're not going to, because people love you yeah. and they want to support you. But most times they're just not clear on what you're doing and you're not clear in telling them. So I love that you did that. And I love that it just, you know, probably brings more awareness with the other people in it and have that discussion. And I mean, I think everyone should do a season of, you know, like, hey, I'm going to go 30 days if not. And and typically, like we used to do it after coming home from, say, like a trip like that, because yeah. I remember, um, I think it was Andy, actually, that called it pivotal positioning, where it's like, if you've had, he's like, if I've been on vacation, he's like, I will purposely do like 30 days of no drinking because I want to have a solid block away. Whereas, you know, normally I might have a drink every football Sunday, but if I've had like five days in a row, it's like, it's a slippery slope of like, it can easily. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. And like the other thing in terms of like, we're going to talk about cutting people out of your life. It's like, if someone always sees you in one light and then you're the one that changed without communicating. Yes. It's not that you got to cut them out. They might, they, they, they not might, they will surprise you in their support. Yes. Because they're supporting you and you're partying and you're drinking and they're support, they'll support you anyway. Right. They love you and they care about you. Especially if you're doing something good. Like I, you know, I've said to clients over the years, cause I'll have a client, they'll be like, you know, my husband's not supportive. I'm like, then I want to know what you're doing because I'll tell you right now, 
I was the miserable bitch wife with my, you know, ex-husband where it was like, I can't have this at dinner and I can't do that. He hated my diet. He didn't want to support it because of what I was portraying it at. So it's all about your perspective, right? Like I tell clients, like if you show that it's making you happy and and you show that this is what's, you know, then they're going to support it. Like if you're showing that sobriety is, then they're going to be all for it, right? Oh, you have to communicate and it, it's, it's like, it's a blessing. And, yeah. And for anybody that's out there listening, it's, Little wins, you know, you don't eat the dessert, you don't get the glass of wine, just little yes. wins, whether it's a day, every day, I was a little win. Thanks, Dan. Did yep. great. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, Dan, I'm so glad we finally got to do this because I was like first one in, in person and I just love what you represent. I'm excited because I know in the future, like mark my words, guys in Hamilton, I want to make a difference. And Dan is going to be the person that's going to help you know, me because I love what he stands for and seeing what he's doing in the community makes me want to do better and makes me want to, you know, um, align myself. And I mean, you just see what's possible. So make sure you're aligning yourself with, with people that push you. You know, Eric and I just did a, a quick, you know, recall the other day. We we're like, Hey, we want to have a bunch of people over and, and who are the people that inspire us and, and push us? Because, you know, people think I've got it all figured out or that I'm like this highly disciplined person. I'm not. And, and, but I align myself and surround myself with people that I'm like, I want to do that too. I want to be like that too. So I really appreciate you coming on and please go file Dan. What is your account? Your, cause you've got two. I have your business one and your personal. Tell me both of them. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we've got the guest life podcast, um, and guest plumbing. So, so please go at, find at, him yeah. if you're local. I mean, I know I'm everywhere. If you're local, I mean, come on, you need to hire him. He's our, he's going to be doing my, you know, on my vision board. I'm having this <laughs> two washer and dryer. It's happening because he said it can happen. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much yeah, for coming thank on. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I'm blessed. Okay. Another episode in the books. And I'll tell you what, I am loving this podcasting gig. I cannot thank you enough for all of the reviews for the comments that you've been sending me. It gives me an idea of more of what you want to hear. And my one ask here is this. I would love it if you would screenshot this or hit the copy link and share this with people you think would benefit from hearing from me. It's the way I'm going to get my message out, my vision out, and I would so much appreciate it. I will continue to bring episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays with bonus ones on Saturdays with my husband, and I'm excited to share them with you.